Welcome to Side B. Recall, analyze, and debrief. Our theme for this season is conversations that need to be had, recalling our past and analyzing our present to rectify our future. Side B contains the third and last section of our show, The Subway. On this side of the episode, we speculate on the subject matter that was randomly selected as our dose of the day. Then we review the topic that we speculated on by carrying it through our version of New York City's subway system. The New York Dose is a speculation-based topical podcast providing millennial conversations around hip-hop culture, current events, and the dose of the New York City lifestyle. This show is comprised of two sides, three sections, and smaller segments that populate each section. The main sections are Empire State of Mind, Times Square, and The Subway. While listening to us, use the hashtag TNYD or mention us at the New York Dose so we can converse with you. You can have your questions, comments, and concerns be a part of our episodes by leaving us Dose Mail. Just head to our Instagram on Tuesdays to see what the upcoming topic of the week is. Then call or text us at 520-815-6670 to leave a voicemail or a text message to have it air on the following episode. Now Now that's that's the the dose. Dose. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Hey, guys. I just want to say something out there. I'm a fan of the New York Joe. Yeah, y'all already know. What, what? Uh, uh. I'm about yeah. to kill it, Paul. Fuck up here. Let's go. What's good? Uh, what's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? Hey. Hey, what's good, everybody? Hey. hey. What up, everybody? It's your girl, Adelosso, just in case you didn't know. So, what's good, everybody? It's the conductor of the train, your boy, DJ SJ614, and we are the, the New, New York Dolls. And today uh, in the uh, studio, we hey, have with us have, my have, brother, hey. the most phenomenal, hey. the shadiest, the pettiest New York, Jaquan Serge. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, we're going to dive into the last section of our show. This is yes. the subway. Yes, and the segments in this section correlate with a few of the train lines we have in our New York City MTA subway system, finally addressing the dose of the day. First, we try to recall how things involving the topic were handled in the past. Next, we analyze how it's going down today. Then, we ride the rest of the subway before debriefing at last and figuring out possible solutions on how to make things better, either in our personal lives or within the world. So... Our dose of the day is hypocrisy in mm. the church. Wow. So we're gonna Ooh. get on the R train. This is a this is a mm-hmm. this is a this is a touchy one. Yes, yes, yes. We're gonna get on the R train. That's the first train. This is recall. So I want to ask, how do we think that religion was handled in the past when it came down to following things by the book and then kind of like deterring off into, you know, in today's world we have, you know, some people just spiritual or this, that, and the third. Right. Um, So how how do you remember religion like growing up? Like how was religion in your household? It was very like every Sunday... You have to go to church, Catholic like, church. Catholic. We had to do, we had to do our communion. That was very involved. Our confirmation, mm-hmm. and yeah. 
for uh, the beginning part of it was never as strict in my household like okay. it wasn't like you have to go but it was definitely instilled yeah yeah well what about you brother um for me since I was a child, it was instilled for me to wake up every Sunday mm-hmm. and go to Sunday school, right. which was first. Um, and this is before you even have your worship service. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much like in a mandatory school, I would say, on Sundays. Um, I would be at my church at 9 o'clock in the morning. And that would go from 9 to 11 o'clock. And um, then we were also raised to go to Bible study every... um, when I was younger, it was every Tuesday and every Friday. Wow. Yeah. So you went to church three times a week. So it was three times a week. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of church. Yeah. And then as Tom went and, and during those times, um, you couldn't just leave church. Like you couldn't come on Sunday. And if you knew we were going to have our first service and an afternoon service, right. you were entitled to stay there all day long and that's what you probably hear about those churches that be up from no i think i don't know if if it was with you or like the other day like when we were just like damn people really be in church all day long (laughs) a lot i'm not gonna front a lot of majority of the churches especially in new york city they still do it Mm -hmm. they still do those all-nighters and stuff but it's for different reasons of course um but uh yeah okay um Mm -hmm. for me uh, I grew up Episcopalian, uh, which is, uh, it's Christian, but it has a lot of Catholic practices. So um, we had communion every Sunday also. Um, I did have a confirmation, um, things like that. I remember studying. You, got, you yeah, did your com- communion though? You yeah. have to do your communion before the confirmation. Yeah, I did all of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> this 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 is a picture that is always like I always see, especially like in Hispanics households of like your communion picture and you're like kneeling on the thing in your <laughs> with your Bible and your little cross. <laughs> so I just imagining you like that. Um. I don't know if I necessarily have that picture, but um, <laughs> yeah, that so that was my thing growing up. I, I was an acolyte or like an altar boy, um, as it's of also called. Of course you were. You're always going above and beyond. Yes, go. yes, everywhere I go. And it's so funny because I always thought of it as a performance. Like I, was, <laughs> I knew you thought of it as a role, yes, not like because you like, really wanted to help. Yeah. I was like, I it's I was like, oh, okay, this is my my role for today. Like, this is what I have <laughs> to do. These are the rituals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that yeah, so that was um me growing up like with religion. Like, um, I would always go with like my grandmother, you know, like things like that. Um, now, as far as I, I want to think about, where did we start to? not like stray away but like where did we kind of leave that nest of this is something that we had to do with our family to like then deciding on our own um um, or or noticing that we were slowly tearing away like when in the past did that happen for you um i mean once i started like seeing the people like that went to church and still acting 
a way that I feel like wasn't church people like <laughs> like you know like or someone who just believes in like faith and like you know in that higher power like or someone like I started seeing women hypocrisy like mm. um, especially because I went to Catholic middle school so I was in church like it was a part of it was a part of me not as heavy but it was definitely a part of me but once I started seeing like okay she's a sister but she's doing this like on the mm. side that's not like sister like you know or like you Come know on, not sister like yeah or like you know some men too like that i've seen and i'm just like ill like being disgusting like off out of church you know mm. like they literally will come out of church like trying to hit on you and all that like well i started seeing little things like that and i was just like yeah and it started becoming like a chore like i didn't if it was forced you right. know at first to go but um i think when i started seeing how the peoples were acting outside of church from the churches that i was going to mm-hmm. or like involved in then that's when i was just like mm, maybe to break away. like or like just becoming more informed on like what is it that the church really means to certain people like i was questioning like how can this person act this way but go to church every sunday mm. so it's like really analyzing that and i knew that i that and it also didn't feel right for me like yeah. to just be in like for my belief it just generally did not feel like i was the type of person to be going to church every time like i enjoy it i do like if you invite me i went to your church before we went i went like twice whatever mm-hmm. like i had a friend who played at a church and i would go to his church and it was amazing like i loved it but i just felt like that's not you though on the regular deck alone yeah because it's like i don't know yeah what about you, brother? When did you first, uh, when were you first aware of you tearing away from that tradition of, you know, church? Um, well, honestly speaking, I feel that when I was younger, like, honestly, I love church because I enjoyed the experience of being around certain people that I grew up with all my life, singing, all of that. And um, I'm Pentecostal. Mm -hmm. So our tradition is to go based on the apostolic faith, which is uh, the words of the apostles in the Bible. Um, And one of the things that is mandatory in that type of faith is that you have some type of teaching and training, um, which that's when the Sunday school comes into play. And Mm. then that's also where the Bible study comes into play. But the thing is, is that during that time, it was fun because we had other children there, other kids, so I was able to do those classes with them. But see, as time went on, people started leaving the church, so those kids started dying down. So now you have maybe me and one other person in the kids' class, and after that, they left, and now it's just me. So it started to feel like, you know, I didn't want to be alone. I was mm. bored after right. that. I had nobody to. It's where you socialize yeah, that well. It like was it a, wasn't it, just it like it was no more of that. You really. had fr- yeah. And now, I didn't even have a um, I didn't even have a uh, what you call it a um, a youth class. I was in no more. I was now a part of the older class. So now you have this young person sitting there with all these older people, and I'm just like. Okay, and I will fall asleep all the time. Mm. So I noticed right there, that's, <laughs> right there, that's where the shift started coming in, where I was always falling asleep. I felt like I didn't want to be at Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't want to be at church, but it was like I didn't want to be there for the Sunday school part. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, then my pastor, and 
I, I respect whoever's in authority. Right. Um, and I love my pastor down. But there was one point where I felt that I was forced into teaching the Sunday school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I asked to do. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, it was, I felt like, because they saw that was the youth one. Okay, you're up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um and then they always had this thing like, oh, we want you to be a pastor. We want you to be a preacher. We want you to do this. But that wasn't what I wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what I felt. And I always said that I would never want to take a role in a position never. spiritually in front of God because I fear God too much, mm-hmm. um, meaning respect for those that don't know what that is. Um, I fear I fear him too much to uh just take on any position knowing that I'm living a certain type of lifestyle mm-hmm. that uh is not pleasing you know in front of him for that so I used to feel like they would put me into positions that I didn't want and that's where my separation started at mm. yeah for me um uh, mine actually started after I got confirmed I can't remember I it was like in my teens that I got confirmed, I believe. Or I, I don't know exactly when. I think I got confirmed in 2009 or 2005. I think in 2005 I got confirmed. I think I was 14. Um, and uh, after that, I noticed that everything started going downhill. Like downhill in the sense of I just started doing like, worse and worse shit and i think it has yeah yeah that's when i started sitting the heaviest and i Mm -hmm. think it has something to do with my transition into high school and teenhood Mm -hmm. and things like that so but it was just like weird that like it lined up with me it with it happening after i got confirmed um (laughs) and then the next notch on the belt but you know i was still kind of like i wasn't like doing the acolyte thing as heavy anymore but i was still making it to church occasionally to like do some of the readings and things like that um but the second notch on the belt was once i went away to school Mm. when i went to buffalo state college um, because I like literally went away. I wasn't going to church because I felt like my church home was the only church home that I not belonged in, but it was where I was like most comfortable yeah. and, you know, like things like that. So being so far away, it was kind of like I, I, I literally cannot participate anymore. Um, and then I used to always remember getting upset because I would one of my favorite days was always Ash Wednesday. Um, and I love just like sacrificing, you know, for, for land. And I love getting like, you know, the ashes on the forehead, the design the third. And every time I miss, with each Ash Wednesday that I missed while I was in Buffalo, I felt a further disconnect from that whole practice yeah. and like doing all that stuff. And we had a church that was like right across the street from campus. And I, we went to it twice. Yeah, I remember going to it with my friends, um, Katie and Jeff. I don't think I ever went with you, Kwame, but yeah, you went with them too, yeah. Um, and it was cute, but like it wasn't my church home. Like they wasn't really doing much. So by the time I got back from, that's four years away, right? By the time I got back from college, I was just like, oh, well, now this is a habit. Now it's habit for me not to go. And I really have not been back since. I think the last time I went to church was for my aunt's funeral two years ago. Yeah, I think that's the last time I was in that church. Um, So, yeah, there's that. That's the last time I've been to church. Hmm. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. 
Um, fuck, I can't remember. Brother, um, last Sunday? No. <laughs> Uh, it's been about like three weeks. Oh, <laughs> three weeks, three. brother. That's a long time. Yeah, for, for me, you, and for me, yeah. yeah, for me, it's a long time. It is a long time. Um, I can say my I, I had a lot of separation when I was working at AFC, and it mm. bothered me. It mm. bothered me very bad. Um, everyone has their own. Uh, is it okay to me to speak on? Yeah. Maybe oh. not say yeah. Okay. I don't. What are you talking about? I was just gonna talk about like my relationship with God. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I thought you were gonna say about the company. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So, um, everybody has a different relationship with whoever they believe God is. Right. Um, how like one of the young ladies that was here not long ago when she was talking, I was listening to her. Yes. And um, it, I, what I found interesting is how she was. You know, saying how, oh, you know, it could be nature, it could be this, it could be that. However, for me, I stand very strongly. Um, it didn't take my mother or my church to make me find God. Mm. He mm. found me. Hello, you better say um, that. Now, church stuff. But what, I, sorry to interrupt because I always see that, and sometimes, like, I really yearn for that type of like mm -hmm. confidence mm -hmm. in in it like mm -hmm. of course i do like of course you mm -hmm. grew up and it's instilled in you and you feel mm -hmm. it and you feel him mm -hmm. or like whatever mm -hmm. the source is like mm -hmm. sometimes i say what i say him and i say mm -hmm. lord lord mm -hmm. lord and i pray to lord but then i also be like higher power mm -hmm. and it's like i feel like i'm still in that limbo where it's like i still like you know they'd be like you have to fully believe yeah. and it's like yeah. i believe but i'm like when you say like he found and he found me and like it sounded so confident and so like because I've heard that before mm -hmm. like it happened to my brother too mm -hmm. like he was in an eight year relationship mm -hmm. and then you know it didn't work out then a year later he mm -hmm. was like he found God and he said this is my wife and he mm -hmm. told me this is my wife they have a baby together now like and all that stuff and he's just like speaking the word now and all that stuff and it's like cool but then it's also like how do you go from that to that you, you know, know what it is it's about it's about your heart. It's where your heart is, actually. Um, the Bible, there was a, there's a time where um, many of you know about Moses and mm -hmm. Pharaoh, right? right? There's a scripture that says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, meaning that he allowed Pharaoh to do the things that he was doing because he wanted to demonstrate that he was God at the ending of the day. Mm -mm. He wanted to show Pharaoh that he was God, but... Even though all these plagues and all these different things happened, Pharaoh still was like, nah. And he died like that. And I think that God, not even think, knowing the type of ways that God moves, God does not want to control you. He does not want you to be a robot. He wants to give you a choice. And at the end of the day, if your heart is already hardened based off of your own things that you've been through in life or what you hear other people say mm -hmm. or just based on how you are as a person, if you don't have an open mind or open heart to say, God, I don't know you. I don't know if you're yeah. real. I don't know what's this or what's to believe, but show me something. Yeah. That I, that's what make, I always if, pray to, like, have for to, clarity. You, you really yeah. have to get to that point where you pray for certain things like that. You mm -hmm. have to know, because we pray amiss, meaning that we pray about so many other things, and we don't pray about the right things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to really get into that zone where you be like, you know, God, I, I don't believe really in you. 
I hear certain things. Oh, and I had pra- and I had prayers where mm-hmm. it, where I said that where I'm just like, yo, show me, like, show me you, like, because mm-hmm. I need to see you right now, because I'm mm-hmm. my faith right now is mm-hmm. not up there. Yeah, and I had those to moments. Not act- too many, thank God, <laughs> thank God. But I had like two uh-huh. moments like that. It, it happens, and we have to remember though when we pray about those things, we have to be ready for it. Yes, because sometimes we'll pray about they won't stuff come like how that. We think they come exactly, in. Right. and it will not appear. We'll never know the way yeah. we want it to appear. It'll appear in a whole different way, even in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But not realizing that that negativity has the outcome because that was the purpose. God does not work with only good. He mm-hmm. has to work in evil situations to show you that He is God, and it's it's hard. So how did you feel like God like God came to you? How did you feel? Like how did you easy. know like I can easily tell you. I was bored in church. I was asleep. I was like, oh my God, this is so like this is a drag. Like coming here all the time, this is a drag. I don't feel like going no more. Okay? And I'll never forget I'll never forget I was at home one time and I was just like, I'm done with this. This is this is just stupid to keep doing. How old this. were you? I'll say the end of my high school, so 17, mm-hmm. 18-ish, whatever, yeah. And um, I, I was asleep one time, and I used to always have these dreams. It was always something about dreams with me. Like, I would dream I stuff, crazy dreams, and it would yeah. come true. Oh, you have And I used to be like, this is weird, right? Well, I remember this, this dream so well. It was like I was dreaming about the ending of time like when people would die and all of this and i remember seeing my dad and he didn't make it to heaven and he told me that um i had to make it i had to be with my mother mm. the thing is, is that I knew in your dream in my dream mm. those thing, dreams the thing is is that you you could tell something some that's what I say you never know what's going on in the spirit yes, realm or what's dreams and what's or visions. What, but you know there is a there's something in a certain type of dream when you feel it mm-hmm. and it's strong yes. on you and it's yes. heavy on you yes. and I knew my dad like my dad passed away when I was just going to high school so I was about oh, 12 13 around there so I didn't really remember everything about him, but I do remember certain things he was into, and it wasn't the best of the best. And in my mind, I f- in my mind from that moment, I took that God was trying to tell me something and show me something that if I did not, even though I didn't have to follow all the practices of the church, right? But you see, this is where we get things where we start to separate we kind of look at God as the church and we don't know how to separate God and the church and understand that even though the church has hurt you, it's not God. I can separate it. And and a lot of people don't. A lot of people are at this place where anything that happens in the church, oh, this is God. And it's not. Anything that is said in the church, God said that. No, he did not. Right. And we'll definitely get to that. Yeah. Um, I I mean, we'll get to it right now. I want to transfer from the R train recall to the A train. This is analyzed. Yes. Um, so what I want to know right now, let's just dive into what are some of the hypocrisies that are within the church? Now, you just leapt off from this point of saying that 
just because it happened in the church doesn't mean that it is God. And just because it was said in the church mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it was God. But I feel like something that I remember, um, and not saying that, you know, my I don't remember my church really doing this specifically i'm sure they did and i was just like too young but even in the way that we see church portrayed like in the media and on the new well maybe not the news but like in the media right right tv shows things like that there is always this feeling that the body of the church represents the mind of god you know what i mean and that they are synonymous and one of the same Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so do we do you have any examples or any comments of some hypocrisies that might be within the church home uh i would say let's take it back even to like we're gonna take this just a little bit back Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take it back to when after like say like dr martin luther king's time right during that time especially in the pentecostal apostolic faith Mm -hmm. like it was like heavy on rules you know and this you know is the religion the ritual of everything Mm -hmm. you couldn't wear um clothing pertaining to a man meaning that nowadays you know females wear jeans or whatever like that you couldn't do that that Mm, was a sin Um, you couldn't wear makeup that was a sin you couldn't wear jewelry that was a sin you uh, had to have a prayer cloth on your head if you came into the church you couldn't wear your hair out that was a sin Um, and these little things all these little things uh it, it really did. It made you believe that this was the voice of God. This was yeah. what God was telling you to do. And this is how you had to do it. And what they would do, which a lot of people do to this day, they picked and chose scriptures mm. Yes. Mm. that would defend that. Mm. And we have to be very careful because the Bible is... It's it, it has it, it's not for just one purpose. Yeah, right. have it's, mixed feelings it's, it's, with the it's Bible. It's a lot of things, and people have to remember that a lot of these scriptures that these churches use are Old Testament. Right. There's a difference between Old Testament mm-hmm. and New Testament, and a lot of people don't know that. Please, what's the difference? Old Testament was um uh based on law, meaning that um there were laws that needed to be followed back in that type of time so and they use religion yes in the way too. and so what we do now is a lot of the churches is they go back to that law time and so they have to remember that during that time you could get killed for the smallest thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but see the new testament comes and jesus jesus said very clearly in the scripture i did not come to destroy the law or to change it i came to fulfill it mm. what you were believing that I said it was wrong. It's mm. not right what you believe. So let me fulfill it and show you the right way to follow it. But what we still do in this time, which the Jews did still in that time as well, they didn't want to hear what Jesus had to say and they killed him. Mm. Simple as that. And that's what we have now today. We have churches killing those that they should be saving. Mm-hmm. You better say that. And, yes. and they're using these old testament scriptures that weren't even for gentiles they were for the jews and they were two and and jews and gentiles it was a it was separate you know people if you were jewish you were holy gentiles is what we would be considered to be people that weren't jewish um so those laws were for jews to follow to put them in check because they were all out of control during that time so that's what the church does even today do you and it's a hypocrite 
very hypocritical. I just, yeah, I just have a thing with the Bible really quick because I went one time to one Bible study and mm -hmm. this girl, like she was breaking it down and I just couldn't, it just couldn't sit with me because she was just saying, if you don't do this, God will do this. If you And I just like, even just like the wording of it, I'm just like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. this sounds mm -hmm. like, like I know God is powerful and all this stuff, mm -hmm. but it's like, I feel like he shouldn't want us to fear him. You know, mm -hmm. like people are like, oh, don't do that because God is watching. Like, no, I feel like I look at God like as like, a loving friend yeah like who's someone who mm -hmm. does he's not supposed to judge and mm -hmm. that that's the number one hypocrisy mm -hmm. in i feel in churches they're the number i feel like a lot of majority of them it's yes. they judge yes and of course they're yes. anti-homosexuality you supposed yep. to i feel like god loves everyone he made everyone right mm -hmm. so why you you know that and then um Are you pointing at me <laughs> no. and if, if you if you really pay attention <laughs> if you really pay attention to like the life of christ mm -hmm. he never judged not one person he was with some hoes he was with some um yes. some 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 pet he was with the He's bums with the everyone hoes. everything that you look at in today's world and so find to be an it. abomination yeah and nasty and wicked he was chilling with them he was so with that's them. why i don't get because it's like you're like jesus this jesus is my jesus is this but you're like oh you're gay uh yeah how you supposed to procreate how you supposed to do this no like oh you wear that or you drink you smoke like but Jesus, you sell your pussy like, online I thought you, you want to know. I, you I really want to know where this gay thing, and and I'm glad we even got to it. It needs to be brought up. Mm -hmm. yes. and I wish that someone. And sometimes I say I wish people were as smart as me <laughs> to just say it and get it over with. Right. I still have not heard any type of man in authority and just spiritualness speak on this, but my pastor. Mm. And it's with and it's in small churches. You don't hear these messages in big churches. Right. Sometimes it's where the smallest is. Mm -hmm. Um. This is where people and mm. holiness have gotten this whole thing with gay and all of this problematic. In the Old Testament, and as you see, it's always an Old Testament issue. Mm -hmm. In the Old Testament, you had two designations called Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Uh, you probably heard of these names. Sodom and Gomorrah was not your typical, uh, I'll tell you what Sodom is. Sodom and Gomorrah was like Vegas, <laughs> Atlantic City. Atlanta, Georgia, New York City. It was like those type of popping cities put into one. Just just Emerald City. Yes. It was with diversity. It mm -hmm. was with any and everybody that wanted to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. However, you had a particular person there named Lot. What's his name? Lot. L-O-T. You ever heard of Lot and his wife? The story of Lot and his wife? And how she turned into like salt? Well, real quickly, um, Lot was living there. There were some angels that uh, God had sent to the city. And it was to see who could be found in the city that was faithful because there was nobody there that pretty much was worshiping God and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Um, what winds up happening is that out of all the different sections, you have a group of homosexuals who was living there. Right. They found these men, angels, attractive. Very attractive to the point that they wanted to have sexual relationships, of course, with them. Ooh. Now, back in the... And this is where you deal with certain times. Back in that time, just like for a female, mm -hmm. you wanted that female, you could have got that female. Right. You could have raped her, did whatever you wanted to do because you was a man. And at the end of the day, you wouldn't get 
in trouble no for repercussions. it. That's yeah. how they lived back then. It was normal. It was normal. So you had homosexuals feeling the same way. They wanted those men. Mm-hmm. However, not knowing that they were angels, God did say, I will burn this city down for that. And as you see what happened, so forth and so on, the city right. definitely did get burnt. God did not burn the city because they were gay. It's a difference. Right. It was what they were going to do to the angels. Mm. He never, never in the scripture, do you ever find a scripture where Jesus says out of his mouth <laughs> that, oh, they need to die. Oh, they can't be in your church. Mm-hmm. They can't do this. They can't. He never said that. What he did say was, you are supposed to love these people as you love yourself and let God do the work. If he wants to change all that, whatever is not like him, let him do it. It is not your job. Your job is supposed to love, encourage, treat people the same way how you do on a daily basis. That's how you're supposed to be inside of this type of religion, Christianity. You're supposed to be that way. You're never supposed to turn anybody away. You're never supposed to make anybody feel low, even if it's the most sickest person that comes. Mm -hmm. Jesus had people that were sick touching all over him. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes we, oh, oh my, oh no. And don't realize that that makes us the most nastiest person. You know what I'm saying? Because that could be the most sweetest person that you ever meet. You never know. And that was what Jesus was trying to get into the minds of these people. But you have people that are in the church right now today, when they're in authority, they choose to interpret what they they choose to interpret it however they feel. That's very interesting. And you got these sheep that follow the shepherds. Mm -hmm. And that's why the flock is like that. Like, come on this now. This is exactly why they're like that because they've been taught to be this way. Mm. If they weren't taught to be that way, like racism, you got to teach right. that. Yeah. You okay. have to teach it. And if it's taught that way in the home, that is exactly how that child will be raised. And it's yes, the same it thing with spiritual teaching and mm. spiritual guidance. If you are brought up in a spiritual foundation that is very solid and grounded on certain things where you are taught about love, you are given, that's when you find those type of people that are like right. that. Yeah. And their flock is like that. Samia, you have something yes. to add? Hi, I'm Samia. Um, I had a question though. Yes. So you were saying um, some, you were saying something about the church. I know I'm a bit mm-hmm. late, um, but do you think that the church basically changes how they preach, how they what changes their teachings uh, depending on the times? Absolutely. And you know, and you want to know something? It's good and it's bad. Because now we live in a certain type of generation where you can't be coming to church singing holy, holy, holy every Sunday and think that you're going to get youth to keep coming back to that church. You better say it. It's not going to happen. You must switch up your gears. You have to go with the time. What do people like? What are people interested in? And how can we make this secular thing sacred? That's where you want to get to. How can we make something that is, you know, a little secular? How can we make it sacred but not make it too out there? Still make it very, you know, holy, but we don't want to be too much. Um, that on that on that side, that's a good thing. On the bad side of it, um, you have some people where, and I say this all the time, 
you can't cater to everybody's likes and needs meaning that you're going to have a lot of different individuals and personalities and egos that's going to come to your church but what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong i always say to protect yourself always stick to whatever the bible says because it's not your words it's whatever is written Mm. and you preach based off of that and if you need to maybe like amplify how you preach a little bit make you make it a little bit more into the circumstance that you know what i'm saying but uh it's a bad thing when you change when you change what uh god has but god has a way of always uh still making things correct even when it's wrong but how would you be able to determine what's God's teachings or like what's God's words and what the church is saying? Absolutely. I would say whatever sounds negative, mm. it's the church. Whatever mm. sounds good, it's God. And, mm. the re- and I'm going to tell you why. Because God cannot. He has no room for negativity. He has no room for anything that is bad. So, and he that's what I'm no saying. That's why, and that's how I feel like my like my mm-hmm. God is like I, that's what yeah. I come on you better say yes. my God like, my God too you know like too perfect too perfect for like, that my God is a big call and like, when they say the author the never the author like, of confusion never that is the church that stirs up and creates confusion and what you do is like if you go to a church get, get into this you go to a church and that church is saying Oh, if you don't pay your tithes every Sunday, oh, you stealing from the church and God is going to strike you. You ain't going to be blessed either because he don't bless. Baby, my God blesses the just as well as the unjust. Mm. You know, when you know, when you know know. certain things in your, your heart, when you can hear certain things and say, no, because see, I don't have it all right now. And God ain't, God ain't going to get me because I can't give $5 to the church. He's not the tax collector. That's not how he. So see, sometimes you can automatically, you automatically can say, no, that's not of God. You know what's so funny? I'm so glad that you brought this up because this was something that I wanted to definitely touch on because I'm definitely, definitely in my church, you know, Mm -hmm. my, my church, they collect these dues from like the family, you know, Mm -hmm. we fill out these envelopes, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So of course, you know, like all of these years, like growing up, my grandmother has been like doing mine. But Mm -hmm. once I came back from um, college, I had to like, you know, start paying my Mm -hmm. own dues for the church. Now, mind you, like I said earlier, I have not even been since the two since since you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and then before that you know like who knows but it just always seemed very odd to me and i've become uh, i will always push the thoughts to the mm-hmm. back of my mind but even now you, you know my thoughts are becoming much more vocal and they mm-hmm. are advocating mm-hmm. for themselves mm-hmm. and it's just like why am I paying this let's talk about I don't it. feel like cause there's mm-hmm. just something or why do and, I and feel the, guilty and, yes. well, no 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 yes. but here's the thing I don't I personally don't feel guilty but I feel like and I can't I feel like it's being imposed on me yep. to feel guilty. Yeah, and what I'm deep saying. down yep. in my why are you heart, us feel yeah, deep down in my heart, the reason why it agitates me is because I'm like, hold on, that my God does not need to collect money from me. So who are you falsifying in my life and in in my vision to say, oh, you need to give this every week in order to be blessed? Like that logic just 
just does not make sense to me. So <laughs> it agitates me a little bit. And you know, and mm-hmm. these come from the people that you love. You know what I'm saying? Like the like, yeah. and and they they don't mean any malice by it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's just what they truly believe because that's mm-hmm. what was installed to them by yeah. that pastor or by that church. Mm-hmm. But I what mm-hmm. like that that don't add up for me like mm-hmm. my god don't ever need to knock on my door and say Derek mm-hmm. you need to give up your ten dollars mm-hmm. for the week mm-hmm. and in order churches... to be more blessed in the future like that's just crazy I just I thought I just had to be a good person forgive me mm-hmm. there are some churches that I built like that like for me for example I was Roman Catholic but it's like all of their teachings is just to be sorrowful, to feel sorry for all oh. the sins that you probably ain't create, but your ancestors probably yeah. created. Wait, I, that gets crazy. back to my first confession, yo. I bawled my eyes out. I was so fucking scared because I was like in a room. The pr- the priest is like his back is turned toward you, so you mm-hmm. don't see like his mm-hmm. face. You know, I guess to make it easier. Mm-hmm. And I'm here. I have to say everything that I did wrong. Like, and I'm here. Like, I stole gum. I took oh, this. Shit. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, God. I'm so. But I felt horrible. I didn't feel. I mean, I'm thinking if I felt good after. I mean, I felt good like letting it out. But in that moment, I just felt like so. So I'm like, sorry for stealing gum. I'm you, like, you, you wanna, you wanna know what and bothers I, that me? That could have been between you and your diarrhea. Oh God. <laughs> and you wanna know what bothers? And brother, soul, you was a million percent right on that. Thank you. What bothers Thank you. me about a lot of the different denominations. One, we're all under one banner. We're all Christian. Mm. And it's sad that we have Roman Catholic, Catholic, Protestant, all of the divisions. All these you know, divisions. Because and you want to know why? Bibles, because I'm gonna like, tell you what they do. Each one has picked and selected what scriptures they want to use for the building of whatever you're in. And I'm gonna tell you something which is sad with, especially with on the Catholic side, which bothers me. It's a very Old Testament type of tradition. Yes, back then, you were supposed to go to your priest and tell your priest your sins. You were. Because they had to atone for you. They had to do the sacrifices and all of that. This is where we change. When Jesus came on the scene and he there was a there was something that was um symbolic it's called the veil that ripped in the temple and when he died there was an earthquake that occurred and from the earthquake they said that it ripped the veil and what that was it was representing the holy of holies so what happens is is that was jesus trying to express to people you no longer had to sacrifice any animals you no longer had to go to your priests and tell them all of your sins you could now come to the throne of grace for yourself and pray in your own closet and tell god i'm sorry for this x y and z and move on with your life god does not want you to do that at the end of the day your priest or whoever we follow they also they fall short we all fall short somewhere somehow we're never perfect and we can never reach that so at the end of the day, God wants you to come to him for yourself. Mm. Talk to him about what you've been going through. And then after that, once he throws it away, it's done. God does not keep a memory log of everything you've yes. done. And, that's, and that's, that's something that the church makes you think. That God has this long list. Like Santa list Claus. From He's when you was a kid to when you was, you know, till you die. And then that's what it says in the Bible. 
only what you do for Christ will last. Mm. That's all he's looking for is what are you going to do for me? You know who I am. Let's just see what you do. And what do I want you to do? I just want you to live the best life that you can live and tell somebody else about me and not let your living be in vain. Mm. Simple as that. Um, and with tithing, that is that that it is it, it, sad, but it was meant tithing was meant, and I wish that preachers would be real about it. Don't make it seem like this is this is for this is God's money and all that. Be real about what this money is for. Mm-hmm. My pastor, what I love is he's honest with us. He mm-hmm. tells us exactly what it's for. The church is like a home. Right. It ha- if you want to keep the church and you want to keep these doors open, we all got to put in something to pay the rent. Right. We got a heat bill. We got a light bill. My pastor shows us the stuff. Oh, so I we, love it. See, yes. this is my pastor. That's a real, this that's is a real, my pastor. And this I've is why I've been there. Pastors. I don't know if you've seen that show, like oh, Pastor's yeah. Wife or whatever, yeah. like millionaires and all millionaires. this stuff. Millionaires. And then, but there are people that still go in there looking that's why i said it's a difference between mega churches and small churches my pastor in my small church knows your name speaks to you Mm -hmm. before church after church you can call him you don't have to call his secretary Mm -hmm. these bigger mega churches you think that they talking to td jakes one-on-one they get to make a phone call to him whenever they feel they can ask their pastor, hey, you know, I'm in this situation. He's Could selective. the church do something a little for me? No. And that's why I said people want to go to these big churches and think that's what a blessing is. It's not there. God will. God said, I will be where one or two are gathered. It only takes one or two people to get that. his attention. Yeah. God does not move with all of this grand. He didn't. When Jesus, when Jesus came, Jesus said, I ain't come on no no grand chariot and horses and all of that and no, I came in a stable. Simple mm. as that. That's how I wanted it. And that's the type of God that you serve. He's very simplistic. He's ordinary. He knows what you know. He 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 loves that. All of this extra stuff. That's not him. That's not him at all. And so when you get these people talking about you got to pay your tithes to this and you got to do offering to that and you got to do this to that. Absolutely not. And you don't have to sit there and feel bad about it. All you can do is just say, God, I'm praying that you would give them some type of light on this and help them to be better in that. Because it, 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 it's very flawed. And a lot of pastors have their own agenda where it's like, all right, this is, a lot of pastors look at it as a job. And that see, that's a problem. You cannot look at serving God as a job to get paid. That's not how the old ones did it back then. Moses and all of those uh, apostles and different they didn't do that for money. They did not do it. They did it for the people. They did it for free. And that was their job. That, that was their calling. And that's why I said many are called, but few, I mean, uh, fewer, uh, many are called, but few are chosen mm. because of the fact that so many believe that, oh, you know, I want to be a pastor. I'm going to do this. Oh, I can make some money off of this. Right. And and that's when it goes south. It's not for God no more. That's when you get all of these different type of, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And the Bible don't even say that. 
That's why I tell people, read the Bible for yourself. That's right. You must. That's right. You must. I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, I mean, I haven't been to church in years, Mm -hmm. years. Uh, The last time I went to, like, something that was similar to a church, Mm -hmm. I kind of called it, like, a temple Mm -hmm. because it was small. Mm -hmm. And you just got to go in, say your prayers, Mm -hmm. light candles, and then Mm -hmm. leave or do whatever you wanted. Mm -hmm. So I went to this one temple. It's, like, in Staten Island. And I remember they were talking, they were having like a session. They were, they were having like a prayer session. Mm-hmm. And this is like right around the time when Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. was really prevalent. Mm-hmm. This was like Eric Garner was mm-hmm. shot. All of that mm-hmm. happened. And they were going ahead and praying. Like They saw us come. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole group of white people. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, oh, um, I, we also want to pray for these police officers because they're doing their best. Yeah, we understand these people have died, but... You know, what about the police officers, too? Like, no, you have to if you're going to pray for one side, pray for all of them. Don't just be selective about who Mm -hmm. you pray for and who you Mm -hmm. don't, because then that makes people like me and my sister and my brother feel Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm. I tell people, I say the ultimate prayer. Now that I got a real taste being older of what forgiveness really means. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And if I can execute it. It's oh my god, executing forgiveness. Yes. forgiveness as I for forgiveness. Mm. I feel like oh is one god. of the highest it, oh, powers. It is to have. like that's like the highest to me, and I'm learning that more and more. Like once you fully like can <laughs> find that fully forgiveness, yeah. I feel like that's your you're close to your like your highest self. Yeah, we we can't fathom real, honestly, real love. Because, and, and it's interesting how in the Bible it says that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Meaning in a, a little nutshell that there are things that humans cannot hear. There are things that humans can't see. There are hum- things that humans cannot feel. Right now in these natural fleshly bodies that bleed, we cannot experience we can't have those experience because we're 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 so toxic one minute we're like this exactly we 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 can't we're not balanced Mm -hmm. we're so unbalanced creatures and god knows this and and oh my goodness it's it, it, it just showcases itself in so many ways that you know we're not ready for forgiveness like we try to be, but do we really, really forgive? And I said, God's example was when, you know, Jesus was on the cross and he said to the ones that was literally like, you're looking at a person killing, you, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, I felt that was the deepest thing I ever, ever saw to see people killing you. They spit on you. They just put a crown of thorns on your head. Mm. They just beat you, you know, and you literally say out loud. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. Jesus, like when I say that was some supreme love to yes. still say I love you, even though yeah. you're doing all this to me yep. in spite of. When you go to a church that prays like that, like you, you just said, come on, about who to be blessed and oh, it might be I, and and you got all of this. It ain't for you. If you ain't hearing, bless everyone. Even those that hurt me, mm. even those that are hurting the people in America, whites that hate me, bless, bless them. them. I still love them. Mm. That's when you know 
God is there. Yeah, you're in a yeah. church of love. That's, but that's, that's another problem too. Like people just want forgiveness just to get it off their chest and move on. Mm-hmm. They don't want true forgiveness mm-hmm. where it's like they have a new feeling. They feel lighter. They feel better. Mm-hmm. They just want it to get it just to get it out the way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just did this. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. But they're gonna do it again and again mm-hmm. and again, mm-hmm. and they're gonna keep on saying sorry mm-hmm. again and again. You know, mm-hmm. and God knows those people too. Mm-hmm. Like he, and that's why I said we think we're slick, but we're not. Mm-hmm. Like he knows the heart of man. He knows those that are really godly, sorry, and those that are just playing. That's right. But yes. at the end of the day, you see his love shine through because guess what? He still blesses the just as well as the unjust. Mm-hmm. As as we we say, how the hell they still getting blessed? Yeah. Like I do way more. Mm-hmm. But that's not even good either. And that's not good. And that's when we show that even we're flawed. Yep. As soon as we say that, we don't even realize it because God has something even better for you. Exactly. Some people don't even see that. We think that, oh, our blessing should be equal to somebody's. No, look higher. That's right. Your blessing is so much higher. That's why it's not what that other person got. But we're not going to see that because, like I said, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. We don't have those powers where we see future stuff. So we go based on the norm. What's here? What's now? Yes. And I fell into that. So so many times I've fallen into that, you know? Yes, we all do. Absolutely, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so we've spoken about, um, you know, uh, sexuality, you know, the homosexuality. We've spoken about uh, financial ties. Um, is there any, we've spoken about, you know, uh, forgiveness. Is there any other huge hypocrisy um, that you have come across um, and have uh, defabricated for yourself or like demythed for yourself? Or have we hit them all? You know, we talked a little bit about the gay. We did. Then we need to hit the straight. Go for it. And I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. The straight community in the church is the biggest hypocrite of them all. Mm, You see, we love to, like I said, we love to pick and choose a scripture. We Mm. like to pick and choose. But we forget that in the beginning, there were 10 commandments. Mm -hmm. And the 10 commandments did not say thou shalt not be gay. (laughs) Yes. The Ten Commandments say thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, mm-hmm. fornication. Come on, you better know your commandments. that the yes. straight community has a ball with, mm-hmm. but we come to church right, and we pray and we say on a Sunday, oh, Lord, you know, I'm living my life all righteously and I'm bop, bop, bop. And somebody else comes in and is, oh, you are unholy. You're tainted. Oh, no, ma'am. God ain't going to bless you like that. Mm-hmm. But baby, as soon as you get home, you ain't even laying up in the bed with your husband because you already plan to go see your side piece. Mm-hmm. But, you, but you're not sinning. Right. Excuse or me. It's okay because you can repent for it on the next Thank Sunday. Thank you. It's okay. It's oh, because some sins are bigger and smaller. No sin is sin. Come talk about it. The Bible says it straight up. It don't matter. You could kill somebody, and it's just as worse as lying. Mm. It's the same. The laws have put them on a, on an order. Exactly. Yeah. God, though, when God said this is what it is, sin is sin in my mm-hmm. eyes. I don't see no big sin. That's why He says. Once you say, Lord, forgive me, I don't care who you murdered. I will forgive you. Mm-hmm. The world might not. Exactly. But I will. Yes. And to us, we'll look at God and say, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But they did this and they did that. But what did you do? Talk about it. What did you do? 
How did you bless me in any way over your course of your life? What did you do? And we realized, like, I ain't kill nobody, but my sins are just as tainted. It's just that it was hidden. It was hidden. And a lot of people that come to church are hidden. They're masked. They have these masks on. You don't know what sins they're doing once they go from Monday through uh, and Saturday. And they won't say it either. Yep. You got people in the church right now sleeping with musicians. Yes. Sleeping with uh, the apostles. The, and sleeping the with little girls, the little, little boys. boys. Uh-huh. Like little constant. girls, little boys. Those are the ones that like, yo, yep. I can't. And it ain't no scripture that tells you that that is, that is holy mm-hmm. at all. But this is what's happening. And this is why I said discernment is so big. You know, you just got to just discern what to believe in, what not to believe in, what to trust, what not to trust. Um, And just know, once you get that, like, you see how I'm talking as confident about God? Mm -hmm. Once you get to that place, I don't care what I do. When I said I fear God, it means I respect him. There's a video, not to go off track, there's a video that was just brought up on Facebook. I mean, y'all might have seen it or heard about it. About uh, the dude giving the pastor's son gave head to one of the musicians on the pulpit in the church. Mm -hmm. And some people were like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, why y'all getting all us about? But for me, it was like literally taking a random dude to my mother's house, putting him in her room, and fucking her on her bed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's a level of respect, and there's a level of disrespect. Yeah. And certain things in church, I don't care about the people. I come there because I feel that it makes me closer to God. I feel like that's where I like that's my comfort zone. That's like my box where I like to get with God at. I might not, I could do it at home, but I like to be in a certain environment. So I go to that location to do it, you know? And to know that those deeds were done there. Baby, I just can't. Yeah. Certain things I can't bring in my church and I can't do and I tell others. I want to um, just play devil's advocate super quickly. So going yes! back to going back to um, when you said that there there is no scripture that um, says that you know sleeping with these little boys and little girls is holy, right? Now, is there a scripture that says that it's not? Because just to go along with the, and you know, again, not that I'm saying that like that's okay, but again, I'm also man. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, but relating it back to the gay thing, there was no story, no scripture that said that that was, that that was not okay, but there also wasn't one that said that it was okay. So on, on the same token, um, I don't want to like demonize these, mm-hmm. these pastors that are committing these man made laws mm-hmm. and they are crimes and they are disgusting. That's mm-hmm. my point of view. Mm-hmm. But again, I am man. Right. And mm-hmm. if we just spoke about God forgiving all, yeah. um, is there something that is there something to the uh, degree of a commandment that says thou shall not, fiddle with younger you know what I mean like whatever yes. um now yeah you that's causing pain now so you can't like and is it forgiven yes now some of us we like to and we as humans we do this we won't know until we judgment will, day we will stretch we love to stretch things mm-hmm. because 
in a way, we like to see if we could get God caught up, if we could trick him. Right. There are no tricks that you could play on God. He knows everything. And the reason why is because there is good and there is evil. Mm. Everyone has common sense, even though some people act like it ain't common. You know what you're doing before you even do it. When you think on it, you know what it can get you in. You could say, if I do this, there are possibilities Mm -hmm. that the judgment behind this ain't going to be too good. Right. So if you know that, immediately once you know that, you know, yo, if I shoot somebody, what can possibly happen? And if there are negative things out of this outcome of something that you're going to do, and you know that negative things are going to come, you know it's bad, then you shouldn't be doing it. Mm. If you know that you fondling a child, sexually molesting, doing all those things to a child, can fuck with this child as they grow up, can bring you know pain and whatever else in their life, um, if you know that you can go to jail for something like this, you know it's wrong. Mm. You know. And God doesn't have to come down from heaven to say, that is wrong. Right. He doesn't have to come and and give you a scripture exactly right. that if you touch a little boy, then this is a sin. No. God knows that we are creatures that are very, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he'll put things in a basic form out there like, hey, Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit fornication. And you'll say to yourself, okay, I know certain things I shouldn't be doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I do that. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it anyway. Um, so, yes, those things that preachers and a lot of the Catholic priests engage in, it is vile. Yeah. It's disgusting. Because I'm, I'm just interested in how, you know, just in the pursuit of them using scriptures to their defense i'm interested in how they would be able to turn that tide as well now you know what this I'm is now this is interesting like i said god is not stupid right what god will forgive god will forgive the sin mm-hmm. but you will still probably have to go through judgment Mm. This is he, and that's the thing people think that oh because i'm forgiven i'm not gonna go through nothing no you're going to probably still go through some stuff. There are people that have been forgiven for certain things that they've done, but they still got to go to jail. Yes, yes, yes. And after jail, then live your life. Mm-hmm. God is not going to stop the laws of mankind. Right. Just because God knows he's God and what he can do. But at the end of the day, he's going to allow what has to be allowed to go forth. So if you know that certain things is going to end you up in jail, that's your judgment. But God is not a God where he's going to hold that cloud over your head from the beginning of when you did it to the ending of when you die and say, oh, I ain't never going to forgive you for that. Go to jail and you're dead. No, you can still go to jail and get saved. Go to jail and be like, God, I'm sorry for what I did and still make it into heaven. Mm. Um, and a great example of a person in the Bible, y'all heard of the Apostle Paul? Yes. So the Apostle Paul, he murdered thousands of Christians, murdered thousands of christians in the bible and um god had did this whole thing with him he got knocked off of a a whole whole story with him Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day they said that paul became one of the greatest apostles that ever lived and one thing that paul could never do every time when he prayed 
he never forgave himself for what he did to all those Christians. He could not. And God kept telling him, I forgive you. But he always told God, I can't forgive myself. And it just shows that God does not, God cares. He cares a lot about every individual that is on this earth. And sometimes there are some things to people that we love is going to happen, you know, and we can't stop it. And we can't blame God for everything because sometimes our family members, our friends are caught up in situations that they could have been stopped, but they chose to keep doing it. Mm. And that's why things happen the way it happened. Like for me, I know like what brother told me before, bitch, you keep eating and you keep eating certain things that you know is not healthy for you. You can have a heart attack. You mm-hmm. can get high blood pressure. You can get hypertension. You can get all a stroke. You can get all these things. That is not God's fault that it happened to you. Mm-hmm. You put yourself in that position. You had other ways to get out of that situation. You could have dieted. You could have ex- you could have did all these different things to avoid that. So now when it happens, oh God, why you took them? Why did they have to die? Because they were fat. And they didn't want to take care of themselves. And because they didn't want to do what they could have did to continue to live, that's not his fault. That's the ways of nature. That's the ways of life. You do certain things, you got to pay the piper at the end of the that's day. That's right. Wow. Well, there is so much more to unpack there. Yes. But we are going to transfer over to our next train. This is the one. The one train, one for fun. Did you have any fun with this topic? Why or why not? We're going to keep it 30 seconds or less, brother. Yes, I love this. Why? Because I love talking about God. Um, Like I said, for anybody that is listening, I, New York, I am petty, I'm shady, I'm all these things. But one thing I do believe I have is God's love inside of me. And I just try my best to showcase that to everybody. I don't live the perfect life. I don't have the best life. But... At the end of the day, I love God. So, love it. I had a little soul. I had, it was very informative, very, I still have questions. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy that Brother came in with the knowledge mm-hmm. because um, it's needed, you know. And I hope um, you guys had fun listening to it too or got informed and op- or open your minds or even open a little window of like, you know, to try to like let this in and let it sit in with you and put things into perspective. Yes, uh, Samia, what about you? I love this conversation. Yes. Like this was so powerful, I almost teared up. Aww. But yeah, but I just I really do look forward to doing a part two or something. Yes, in yes, the upcoming. You know what we can do? Um, we can turn this into a panel uh, discussion. We can do a dose talk on this. So just connect with me after that, and then Definitely. we'll make it a thing. But if I could just add one more thing, yeah. um, I would just say for the listeners and just for anybody that um, are you sure this might not be coming up later? Because I have more questions. Okay, thank you. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, uh, topic just because it was great to um to reinstill some knowledge and to just discuss it because I I feel like on the show we speak a lot about spirituality but we never directly dive into God or we don't name him you know what I mean so I think that this was a very important episode to um 
put that back into the conversation as well. We're going to transfer over to the two train. This is two for your mistakes. Were you ever mistaken about the subject matter or made any mistakes with, from, about, or involving it? 30 seconds or less, I'll start off. Um, my mistake was not trusting my true instincts um, when they came to me. Um, I was mistaken of when... T just touching base of when you said like the word of church and God is separate like mm -hmm. I really thought like church was God mm -hmm. you know so it was nice to, I mean now as I got older of course but it was nice to just reiterate mm -hmm. that and yep. like, to hear that so yeah so yeah um, I'd like to I'm sorry what was the question um, have you ever made any mistake about the subject matter or were, or were you ever mistaken about I, it? I have been mistaken because I understood the hypocrisy of the church mm -hmm. and that kind of actually isolated me from the church altogether. Mm -hmm. So once you told me about all of this, once you clarified it, it kind of made me understand like I can be, I don't have to go to church, but I can still believe in God. Mm -hmm. I can still mm -hmm. have that spirituality. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what about you, brother? Were you ever mistaken about the subject matter? Um. Yeah, I would just say the guilt trips mm. that... I allowed the church to play on my um my mental process when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I would say that 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 is. But like we always say there's always a reason for everything. And so who knows? I had to go through it to get here. So yeah, absolutely. It's all wow. Speaking of you getting here, we're going to transfer over to the G train as a guest. How do you think your contribution to this topic helped us or our listeners? I think it helped in a very, very huge way because I've always been that person that knows the word, um, but I try my best not to be overbearing spiritually because a lot of people come off as these. And you're definitely not that. Person. Yeah, I, feel like I, I, I don't a like good to be that. Balance yeah. of like, yeah, like you know, like yeah. just you're not an over yeah because like, sometimes you have church friends and you got those church friends where every little you, thing like, yeah and because this was jesus you eat you you lost yeah. you, your pizza falls on the floor like that was jesus yeah. because you didn't do this <laughs> and you're like yeah but i think i can come more from a real standpoint of a person that i live my life and it's not the best mm -hmm. you know i do things that ain't the best we all and we, we all, all fall short i live in that category of I'm just like everybody else. I ain't no better. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if I know something and I'm asked, you know, to talk about it, I don't ever mind sharing everything I know about God. Mm, love that. Um, we're going to transfer over to the J train. We normally skip this. Is there a jackass associated with this subject matter? And I think the jackasses are all of those hypocrites, the hypocrites. that deter people away from learning about the true religion. You know, right. you want us to learn about your your perspective of the religion versus what the word actually says. Too many perspectives. Like, mm -hmm. there's only one. Yeah. I feel like the only one true yeah. source, one so it's like and if yeah. you read revelation literally the last chapter of revelation in the bible it talks about what's going to happen to those jackasses <laughs> it does it <laughs> makes does. it very vivid because see god like i said he's smart mm -hmm. he knows that there was going to there's going to be a great falling away mm -hmm. where there are going to be people that will come upon the scene that will uh preach but not in the his name right and he says it in the last just read the last chapter of revelation it literally says it these type of hypocrites and people that are changing what the word of god says there is a special place mm. in hell for them Ooh. it does not say 
regular hell like all of that it literally says in the bible there is a special place in hell for these type of people um we're going to transfer over to the l train really quickly what lesson did you learn from the subject matter samia i learned a lot um i learned about everything as i discussed before understanding the differences between the truth of the church and the truth Mm -hmm. of god um i've understood exactly well, not really. Well, I already knew about the hypocrisy in the church, but I understood more in detail about yeah. what it is. And I definitely learned a lot more about everything that you were saying about spirituality, about God itself, himself. Like everything that you have told me, I probably wouldn't have heard this from my priest. Mm-hmm. So for that, I'd like to thank you. Well, thank you, baby. Yes, yes I, I'm going to piggyback off that. I mean, I said it earlier too, that that one hit me the most was the church and the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if this falls in this category, but I did want to ask one more question. Like, just how can, like, you get connected to God? Like, how can you hear that? That's the last one, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, but I learned definitely the same thing that Samia said, like, Mm -hmm. that that definite, like, the separation of, Mm -hmm. like, that it, it could really be different depending on which church you go to and being careful about that and hearing, like, if you do go to church, make sure that you're hearing what they're saying and paying attention to those words where you said, like, what is it that you said? You said, um, we love, like, we, oh, like, like, not discriminating yeah, against, not like, making sure yeah. that the... Making sure it's a place of love yeah. right. yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, a lesson that I learned from this subject matter was definitely, um, again, just, like, to trust myself and um, to know that... And to know my God. Know yeah. that I yeah. know that I know my God. Yeah. At this point, I know I know my God. Yeah. And, and that's that. Um, what about you, brother? What lesson did you learn from this subject matter? I learned, honestly, about just being more loving. When you listen back to yourself talk, you realize even some of the things that you might lack. Mm-hmm. Um, that you haven't showcased and I think that that's how God normally speaks through us mm-hmm. he allows us to talk about ourselves mm. and see ourselves in things like this and then gives us the choice and the options on what we're going to work on oh he makes you think like oh I said that yeah. about yeah. that and that's am how I, I feel am I applying that in my I life I feel enlightened like just enlightened yeah. just talking like thinking to myself like Wow, this yeah. is for me too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, the last train, the D train, debrief. Does yes. the subject matter need to be rectified? If so, what are some possible solutions we can draw in an effort to move forward? Oh, um, for sure, it needs to be rectified still. And this is the first step. Like, we need more brothers like, yeah. to be spreading the knowledge, especially to the youth, um, mm-hmm. and just letting them know, like, these things yeah so. there, there, there's a different way is there is there some way like how can we like is it to like like how if you if you are already in a church environment where you know that Ooh, your I perspective of something is being warped or thwarted how do you combat that like is there something that you can do if you are in a toxic church environment yes the bible says to shake the dust off of your feet and what that means is um when the apostles went to places that they knew the energy was off they knew that they weren't accepted there and they knew they didn't feel good they had to leave Mm. And a lot of times that is the hardest thing to do in our regular lives Mm. is walk away. Yes. We don't know how to walk away from a lot of things. And 
that is something you just got to walk away from. When you know that it's not right, you got to walk away. But when you walk, I'll leave it there. Yeah, absolutely. And Um, walking away, it is hard. Yeah. Because sometimes you can be in a place where your family is there. Right. But you have to remember, just like you was born into the world by yourself, it is the same way you will die. God does not, and I, I will say this, you cannot be saved based on the relationship that your mother has with God, your father has with God, mm-hmm. you must know him for yourself. Yes. You yes. must have it for yourself. Oh, I love it. All right. Yes. We are going to end the show now. Oh my gosh, this was very, 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 very yes. excellent. Um you can find me at DJ S J six one four on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Adeloso on the Snap and Twitter and at Adeloso09 on Instagram. Yes, and you can find me at Jaquan Serge, J-A-I-Q-W-A-N-S-E-R-G-E on Facebook and Instagram. Also, you can follow me on Instagram for my catering company, A Lot of Soul. A-L-L-O-T-A-S-O-U-L Catering at yes. Instagram. Thank you. Yes. And you can find us at the New York Dose everywhere. Um, special promotion for this episode is Gaston Luga, 15% off with code TNYD at Aye. checkout. They have incredible bags and my poetry book, of course, GNHB. Um, this pro- episode was produced by the board of the New York Dose, hosted by the Carbon Dioxide Network. Our audio engineer is Adeloso, and our editor Aye. is Bruckner. Photos, YouTube footage, and social media coverage for this week were captured by Kwame and Samia. Thank you very, yes. very much. And shout out to the rest of the team over at Visuals, Gina, Monique James and G. Lou and in our crew department uh, David Lenny and Janelle yes don't ever forget to stay dope stay dope and stay New York it's It's the the New New York York Dose baby stand clear of the closing doors please Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I know they said something about some beef that we had. This shit is a dumb good. You mad tight, yo. Hey, yo, that ass be? Better life. Yo, that shit is whack. This shit about to be lit. Nah, you fine, my nigga. Look at me again and you gonna catch these hands. You big man or little man? You would have thought you was getting that money back. That's mad OD. I'm not pussy. Fuck out of here. Out of here, my nigga. Like, what? The fuck? Miss, miss, like, hey yo. Bye, but like, DK.